Doc and the Law, episode 11. Corey, we really dropped the ball. Uh, we didn't have a recap episode. Uh, there was a lot going on this past weekend. We're not going to dive into it. That's why we didn't have a recap episode. We're all sulking. I know you were sulking more than I was. Uh, again, I said I'm not going to bring it up. Dude, that Braves team, woof. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Um, you know, I tried to have the uh, – I tried to have the viewpoint that I was going to be happy. You know, don't it's it's the high school graduation line. Don't be sad because it's over. Be happy because it happens. You know, <laughs> um, I mean, and, and granted, like we talked about it last week, but like with our starting rotation, I, I don't even know what business we had even making it to Game Seven of the CS. But even after all that, it just stung yeah. so bad. And yeah. it, for that for it to happen on a base running error by a guy who like you know, questionable whether he even should have been playing. And, you know, it's just like – I mean, I actually didn't really have that bad of a weekend last week. Last weekend, um, no, you know, neither, football neither guys, of us did. Neither of us did. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the Bama game, we just absolutely slaughterhouse Georgia and we slaughterhouse the book. And Virginia Tech was nice. And, you know, and it was a good weekend. And then the Braves just absolutely – just stung and then we followed that by just absolutely going in the toilet i just dove head first on champions league i think i was just trying to hurt myself uh, <laughs> continued pain from the braves and so you know uh it's probably good we didn't do a recap episode because it would have been um you can just hear the ooze negativity oozing out of us right now yep uh-huh. um but uh but you know we're on to bigger and brighter things uh we got a good week we're off to a good start on golf as we're sitting here it's thursday night and uh I think I have maybe five or six of my guys in the top 20. So, um, well done. Things are looking up. It's going to be a different weekend. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be good things coming. So, uh, you know, hopefully we can get some winners and give them out to the people. Uh, we got some more football too. If you take a look, took a look at the, uh, we use Action Network. I know me, you, uh, GPS Financial Strategies, our, our brokerage firm, um, whatever you call it, financial firm. We use Action Network. And you look at the slate, man, there's a lot more games, especially with the Big Ten coming back, as well as the Mountain West coming back this weekend. Uh, and it, you know what we also got? We got those chaser games in the night. We got some late games. Oh, that's uh, true. I.e., um, one, of the, one of the teams I'll be on, uh, San Jose State, along with uh, Hawaii, which will make things interesting, late Saturday night. So if you're having a good Saturday, you know what? You try to stack some more. But if you're having a poor Saturday – uh, you're trying to salvage salvage the evening, so I'm glad you took you take a look. There's a lot more games this weekend coming up, so hopefully we can find some winners. That's for sure. Well, you know, there, there's really no better feeling than uh, having a good day, and it's Saturday night, and it's ten o'clock, and I'm having trouble focusing right now because I'm watching a horse race that I'm probably about to lose. Yep, there he goes, <laughs> and and I lose. All right. Well, so anyway, we're moving on from that. So nothing like a little live pod. Um, but, uh, we'll shut that down for the rest of the evening. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that classic feeling of you either just crushed it and you got about 25 units in your pocket and you're like, screw it. I'll make my biggest, you know, I'm, I'm eight beers deep. I'll make my biggest bet of the day on Nevada, you know, <laughs> it's kicking off at 1030 Eastern. And then you fall asleep in the second quarter and you wake up and realize you lost everything at 2 a.m. Or... You go to bed down, you make that bet trying to play catch up, and you wake up down double what you were down, uh, and it's even worse, you know. So I think the uh, quote from our boy Steve was, I'd rather go to bed down yep. than <laughs> lose more money. 
<laughs> you lose more money on the late game chasing. But, I mean, that's why we love it. Uh, you know, all of us are uh, shameless chasers. But, um, no, dude, I think the best thing about all these games being back is that it just it just gives you options, right? I mean, like the last couple of weeks when a game stinks, like you almost feel like you got to play it anyway, just because it's like college football is only so many weeks out of the year, right? And you got to get your you got to get your itch scratched, you got to get your action in. Um, but you know, I feel like having these games that are nice options to kind of pick around uh, makes it a much more enjoyable day. I, I do have a prediction for the Big Ten, though. If if we're at that portion of the podcast, I do have a prediction for the Big Ten of the year. You want to try and grill and chill first because I, I, I got one uh, that I'm potentially – well, I'm, I'm trying to make sure my schedules match up, but I'm also a very computer literate. Also, I'm not the brightest bulb. Uh, when Doesn't the max start in two weeks? Max starts in two weeks, that first week of November, Tuesday is and Wednesday it, nights. Is it, so, okay, so here's my grill and chill. What are you going to be – what are you <laughs> – what are you well, going to well, be – Before we go any further, before we go any further, we have to say – we are proud to announce. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, Mac football gets me fired up. Contract, contractual obligations require us to say that we are pleased to bring you our most popular uh, and requested segment, which is uh, Grill and Chill, brought to you by our friends and our presenting sponsor, Dairy Queen. Uh, Tom, I don't know if it was this way in Alabama, but a couple weeks ago, it was 38 degrees when I woke up here. And you know what I was craving as soon as I woke up? A Dairy Queen chili dog. Oh, baby. Nothing better when it's cold outside than that hot chili dog. You can get a blizzard to go with it. Uh, Coke products. They got the Coke freestyle machine now. You can mix it up, get some flavors going, do whatever you want. Um, but uh, proud to uh, you know, announce that we uh, are working with Dairy Queen. Uh, not just a summer treat. They got everything you need for the fall and football season as well. So be sure to stop by and pick up your treat from Dairy Queen. And don't forget, Tom, if they don't turn the blizzard upside down, it's free, doctor. It's, it's free. free. It's free. So, uh, with no further ado, moving on to Grill or Chill, continue with your Mac enthusiasm. Sorry. Uh, it, you know, it gets the best of me. Before I before I give you this Grill or Chill and my, don't sound like a complete moron, isn't the Masters the first week of November as well? First it's weekend? Second. Second weekend. Second weekend. Okay. Weekend. okay. Yes. So, I got I screwed, screwed up eventually. So, okay. So, we know our the lovely presidential election is coming up first week of November. And uh, looking at the news and whatnot, we probably aren't going to get results until election day is November 3rd. I'm not going to bore everybody with this stupid go vote thing. When you turned 18, you should have signed up for vote. It's uh, part of what Americans do. Go ahead and get registered. All right, moving on. Cause stop. Uh, sorry, this is a little rant. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, stop ramming it down my throat to go vote. I've been registered for, to vote for 12 freaking years. On my birthday, when I was allowed to vote, I registered to vote. That was it. Moving on. Stop drilling it down my throat. <laughs> NFL, NBA, ABC, Freeform, all that crap. Stop drilling it down my throat to go vote and register. I've been registered because it's part of what Americans, it's part of what Americans do. They register to vote. Yeah, uh, I refuse to believe that Pete Carroll cares if I'm registered. <laughs> he does not give a crap. <laughs> I refuse to believe that Pete Carroll cares if I'm registered to vote. But I agree with you. Same same deal. I, I'm tired of getting it shoved down my throat. But anyway, moving on. Whatever. So, the, our, our lovely presidential election is coming up uh, November 3rd. We'll probably won't have uh, the results until November 4th, God willing. Uh, what are you going to be more excited for? Let's say the results are scheduled to come in. I don't know. Six 
uh, let's just say 6 p.m. on uh, that Wednesday evening. Wednesday evening, let's say November 4th. What are you going to be more excited for? The presidential election results. Eastern Michigan, Kent State. Damn right you will. Damn I'm right you will. I'm grilling. You were looking at that game, and I was looking at Western Michigan Akron. So, there you go. That's what I'm more excited about. Because, one, how many people are going to be in the stands? Two, is the temperature going to reach 30 degrees in early November in the middle of Akron, Ohio? That's uh, it's doubtful. Questionable. So, uh, I definitely know, sure, people are going to be losing their minds over the election results. But I swear, I swear, if Kent State takes the opening drive down the field and shoves it down Eastern Michigan's throat, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, you know what to do. If Eastern Michigan gives up a touchdown on the first drive, you just bet them live, baby. Exactly. Because <laughs> Mac football is a live betting machine. Yes, it is. And it, there, it is a money pit uh, where it, you can get some money out, but, buddy, you can lose some money in that pit for in sure. A, a, and it's like like our like our Champions League Tuesday or Wednesday turned out, that's what Mac football is. Because the next thing Very you know, you're, st- you're staring at – 50 units gone in a matter of two hours watching Champions League. <laughs> exact same thing with Mac football. Um, oh, that was all my right. I, chill. I got a griller chill for you. I got a griller chill for you. Okay. Are you grilling or chilling? Whoa. Are you gr- – start over because in my headphones it just goes, the horses are approaching the starting gate. Oh, it's fired, sure up. fired up. Fired up. Fired up. All right, all right. So, are you grilling or chilling that Michigan is going to win? And I'm counting because I don't want to screw my schedule up here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Are you grilling or chilling that Michigan is going to be better than 500 this year? Because I have a theory on this. So they play eight. They play eight games. Okay, I'll give you the okay. schedule. They play eight games. They play Minnesota on the road. Win. Michigan State at home. Win. Okay. At Indiana. Okay. Toss up. Wisconsin at home. Toss up. At Rutgers. Win. Penn State. Penn State at home. Loss. Maryland at home. Win. At the shoe. Okay, so you're, you're so you have five and three with Indiana as a toss up. So here's where I am a little bit doubtful. Okay, there's a possibility they lose this game on Saturday. Okay, yes, I know there's a, we'll, we'll get into this game later, but but you know there's some COVID rumors going around about Minnesota. Nobody really knows what's going on. PJ Fleck hinted at it, whatever. But there's a possibility they lose this game Saturday. Okay, it is an eight game season. You've already had guys kind of hinting, like, you know, the Coxie kid from Memphis, their season's not going great. They're probably not going to be in the playoff. He opts out of the season, okay? They already had guys at Michigan opt out of the season before they knew that they were going to play, okay? So they're obviously not that bought in. Nico Collins left the team earlier this week to opt out for the NFL draft, okay? So if they lose to Minnesota this week, Odds are they're not getting in the playoff because they only have eight games and they've already lost one, and there's a couple other potential L's on the schedule. Then they come home, they play Michigan State. Michigan State's garbage. We'll talk about that too, even if they win that game. Then they got to go to Indiana. Indiana's going to look better this year. That could be a loss. They come home, they play Wisconsin. That could be a loss. Dude, if they're sitting there at two and two or, God forbid, one and three after playing Wisconsin – there's a potential this whole thing falls apart. They lose to Penn State. They lose to Maryland. They get thrashed by Ohio State, and they go three and five. Very true. Yeah. And if that is the case, dude, I think even if they go five and three, I think this is Harbaugh's last year. Um, but I could, I could, I could totally see 
this being an absolute just fall apart year for the Wolverines. Uh, and that's my Big Ten take. Uh, good job. We'll see. We'll see what happens uh, Saturday evening at uh, in in Minnesota, where the temperature is supposed to be a whopping high of like thirty two. Yeah, and it's supposed to be pouring snow, man. Awesome. Awesome. Welcome, welcome back, it. Big Ten. That's right, buddy. <laughs> we love it. All right, we're gonna dive into the college football slate. Um, unless you got one more grill and chill, that was pretty pretty. I had we had a rant. We had a question about uh, Mac, and we had a question about the Big Ten. So I thought we covered all our bases there in the grill and chill segment. Uh, I think the only other grill and chill I have is should I just uh, give up porch racing for good because I'm watching myself lose another one here, here and I think that we should probably just go through that and uh, and move on to the next topic. Hey, that works for me. Uh, all right, big weekend ahead. Uh, again, Big Ten and Mountain West return this weekend. You got one Big Ten game Friday night. Uh, rest are taking place Saturday. Uh, quick look at the slate. Not a ton of really awesome matchups. Uh, but you know what you know what month it is, Corey? It's October. But as we, mm-hmm. the GPS Financial Strategies call it, it's October. Um, Iowa State takes on uh, Oklahoma State in Stillwater uh, Saturday afternoon, which actually is one of the bigger games of the weekend and actually is a big game for the Big 12. And you look at the championship race, who can find themselves in Dallas um, at the end of the year in the Big 12 championship. Right now, uh, I think it opened at four and a half. Uh, it's moved to Iowa State plus three and a half. I've grabbed three and a half. I've also grabbed the money line on the Cyclones. Uh, if you want a quick breakdown on it, man, I think Iowa State's they they lost that they lose that tough game early against Louisiana, which we don't we still don't know what Louisiana Lafayette is um, after they lose that game last week to Coastal. Um, but I think Iowa State's getting better weekly. Uh, I think they've got they've got a strong run game now. And Brock Purdy's taking better care of the ball. Um, you don't know what you're going to get at Oklahoma State. I mean, they, everybody's putting a lot, lot on what they did against Tulsa, how they probably should have lost to Tulsa, uh, and then they play Kansas. Congratulations! Uh, and I don't even know who they played a few weeks ago. Uh, West Virginia, excuse me. Yeah. And they kind of, West Virginia kind of shot themselves in the foot. I think it all comes down to quarterback play for Oklahoma State. Uh, is Spencer Sanders going to play? Um, we haven't seen him since that opening game. Um, I haven't seen any news reports. What he, if he is or isn't going to play? I'm sure Gundy's keeping that close to the chest. Um, so uh, I think we're just going to roll with Brocktober. It's really simple. Simple. Uh, Brock Purdy's playing quarterback for Iowa State. It's still the month of October. Uh, let's roll for Iowa State. Uh, it's October. Take the Cyclones. Simple as that. Oh, I, I think that's a great angle. I, I got on this number two. I think you were the one that tipped me off to this that it was at uh, plus three and a half, and it's going to move. Uh, you know, I, I I like your cap on it. I think that, you know, I think Oklahoma State's going to get Spencer Sanders back this week. I think even if they get him back, though, you question how much they're going to get from him, being that he hadn't played in a couple weeks. The other thing you got to look at is, like, who did Oklahoma State play? And I think you were getting on that a little bit. But, like, okay, yeah, you thrashed Kansas. You barely beat a West Virginia team that we saw last week is not very good. You beat a Tulsa team barely that beat – a UCF, but then again, like we don't even know how good UCF is. They just lost Memphis. So again, like we talked about last week, you start doing this transitive property thing and you kind of get down the wormhole doing that. But all I need to know is, and you know, this is the first place I go, Iowa State catching 45% of the bets, Iowa State catching 25% of the money, and that line is going Iowa State's direction. That is a legit reverse line move. That is a case of, as Corso says, somebody knows something. I really, I, I, anytime a road dog 
is catching 25% of the money and the lines going their way. I don't even care if it's half point. That just shows that those are big bets from, you know, people that they value their opinion coming in if they're going to move that line. Um, so I went ahead and took Iowa State at plus three and a half because I think more money will come in on them as the weekend goes on, and I think it'll probably move towards three. Uh, I like getting the hook, you know, in case it's a close game and they lose by a field goal. I think it's going to be a great game to watch. Um, but you bring up the only point that you really need, which is it's October, which equals Brocktober, which equals hammer the Cyclones, and there is nothing, and I mean nothing, like having the Cyclones plus three and a half, and they're driving <laughs> down four. Yep, you got that There right. is absolutely it's, nothing like electric, it in sports. Electric feeling, because you know Matt <laughs> Campbell's going to make something happen. when Brock. Perkins no, I'm, I'm giving out Iowa State plus three and a half as well. I'll move on to my next game, and it's a game that you know we're going to cover every single week. Doesn't require much effort to cap this one, but that is Auburn going down to Oxford to take on the ribs. Uh, you already know which direction we're going. We're going to bet Ole Miss money line. We're going to take Ole Miss plus three and a half. It's really a no-brainer, hashtag AHB, uh, with the Auburn hate bet. But I actually have a little bit of a cap on this, which is this. Matt Crow looked terrible last week. I think he threw six picks against Arkansas, right? They could not have played worse, and they still uh, – almost beat – an. I mean, they came back late, almost beat an Arkansas team that actually looked pretty good. I mean, like, they looked good on defense. They were running the ball well. Um, I think Sam Pittman's got a really good team. But Arkansas uh, thrashes them in the first half. You know, they kind of get things together. I bet if you ask Lane Kiffin – I mean, it was a classic flat spot coming off the Alabama game. But I bet if you ask Lane Kiffin, I bet that's the worst game they play all year against Arkansas, yeah. honestly. And, I mean, even their defense looked a little better. I know Arkansas is not exactly the Kansas City Chiefs on offense, but even Ole Miss's defense looks a little better. On the flip side, you have Auburn coming off that South Carolina loss where they just got absolutely just gouged in the second half. Their defense doesn't look great. They're kind of infighting on offense. I, I, I think that the – I think Gus is losing the team a little bit, and I say that every year for like seven years. But I really do think he's losing this team a little bit. Um, and, again, same thing as Michigan. It's a short year. They're going in reverse. It, you know, like, they're not looking like they're going to go to the SEC championship. Like, what do these guys really have to play for? So, they go to Ole Miss and a team that's got a lot to play for coming off a flat spot. I like uh, Ole Miss with the points, and I'll be making a money line bet on this game as well. I think it's interesting to see if you look at this one, and Birmingham Radio has talked a lot about it. Like, what's wrong with this Auburn team? It's like we said, it's losing the team. Um, and you look at these teams that are successful right now, they've got people that have stepped up in leadership roles on the team. Whether it be you can we we say Alabama, you can say Alex Otherwood, sorry about that. Um, we talk about Iowa State, you can say Brock Purdy. Uh, you can these teams like Trevor Lawrence from Clemson. They've had one guy step up and take leadership of the team and say this is how it's going to be, this is how we need to work out, yada yada. But you look at Auburn and they really have not had that type of leadership step up. And it's like you said, it, you just get a sense. You know, I'm sure you felt the same exact way as I did uh, watching South Carolina last week. Um, that towards the end of the game, you just kind of – Auburn was losing control of what they, their sideline more than what was on the field. So, I think Great it's – I think it's just, uh, like you said, it's – I wouldn't say anything's easy, but it just it just seems like that has more of a, a ramification than what you're doing on the field offense, defense, special teams-wise, as leadership in the locker room. Also, I'd be interested to see this, and this may be something – have to do a real deep dive, but – Apparently, Auburn is busing to Oxford, which, you know, these what? big time. Yeah, apparently they're busing to Oxford, which is these big – I mean, we didn't do it because we played in small schools. We bust everywhere. But 
Auburn's bust in Oxford, I'd be interested to see how teams respond that are trying to save money who are busing to places, whether it be a five-hour, six-hour drive. Um, when normally That's a great inside tip because, man, I mean, like, you know, these guys live on routine. Yeah. And you throw these guys out of their routine and you see the difference in that when something like that happens. You know so that they, is, uh, you that's a great tip. You probably didn't know this either. They bus back from Columbia. So they flew into Columbia, played South Carolina, and drove a bus back to save Oh, boy. So that, but that, I, that team's falling apart, buddy. I would just – I would wonder how important that is to save money. But then you go and play national TV and Ole Miss gives you everything you want. You may end up losing. How important is a bus ride saving people's legs? And like you said, routine to a team rather than saving money. So, I don't know. We'll just say, like you said, it's easy. Auburn hate bet. There you go. Uh, moving on, another top 25 matchup. North Carolina takes on NC State. NC State's actually ranked 23rd, which 4-1, and one, but they had a pretty tough loss, thrashing, excuse me, to Virginia Tech. But who is UNC, I mean, NC State beating? Um, right now, NC State, I got them at 15 and a half. I think NC State wins this by three. I mean, excuse me, North Carolina wins this by three touchdowns. Um, I think it's pretty easy. I just think NC State's frauds. Uh, I think UNC gets up after getting flat out embarrassed last week by Florida State uh, in the first half. Second half, they look pretty good. Maybe they'll carry that into the two Saturday. Um, so, I took NC, NC uh, minus 15 and a half. I think they win this. I could see them winning this. I mean, Three touchdowns, four touchdowns if they wanted to. Uh, that 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 you hit all the points I was going to bring up. The only other thing I would mention is this is a pretty classic spot play in that you have the better team coming off of a loss to a team they should not have lost to. It's going to be a hell of a week of practice for Mac Brown on the Tar Heels, and then you go to NC State. They're riding high. They've won three in a row. Who have they beaten? They've beaten Pitt who got beat at Boston College, who we now know is not very good, but I will continue to bet them as uh, Moneyline underdogs. Uh, we They beat Virginia, who we also know now is not very good, and they beat Duke, who we've known is not very good, and that game was at home and they only won by 11. You compare that to North Carolina, who come off, coming off of a loss on the road to Florida State, that they just, like, how many times can you shoot yourself in the foot turning the ball over? They should have won that game by two touchdowns. So I think it's a pretty classic spot play, uh, for a game where you're right, I think the line should probably be closer to 20 and a half or 21. Um, I have this game, I think, at 20 and a half. So I'm going to take 15 and a half. I'm going to play a couple different angles. I'm going to play 15 and a half. Uh, I'm going to play UNC first half minus nine. I'm going to hammer that. And I'm also going to play UNC full game team total 38 and first half team total 20 and a half. So I'm going to be all over this game on Saturday. This will be big action for us. Big action early. So, hey, try to get a winner before 230 threat slate kicks off. How about that? That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'll bring up another I'll bring up another one for us. And uh, I know this is one that's going to hurt to talk about a little bit, Tom, but we're just going to have to do it. And that's the uh, that's our, our, our chanties over in Myrtle Beach. Mm. And uh, they're hosting Georgia Southern. I know that some of the stuff we listen to, some of the guys' opinions we value – they talked a little bit about this. Um, but, you know, the line that reeks of the week has to be Coastal open up, first time being ranked, finally got ranked, 25th, going home to host Georgia Southern, who's coming in after a, uh, a intra-squad scrimmage against UMass where they absolutely destroyed them. Uh, you have more experience on Georgia Southern side. I think you have better defense on Georgia Southern side. Um, and Georgia Southern open – Catching four and a half, they're now catching six, and it's with the juice, it's looking like it's probably going to go to six and a half. We may even get seven before kickoff. If you're looking at the money on this, uh, 
Coastal is catching 58% of the bets, but only 31% of the money. So this is what I wanted to talk about is the spot play tells you to take Georgia Southern. Okay. The eye test probably tells me to take Coastal. I haven't seen a lot of Georgia Southern, but I have seen a lot of Coastal. But the eye test tells me I should probably take Coastal. But then the reverse line move tells you that you should take Coastal because there's less money. Only 30% of the money's coming in on Coastal, and they're going up from minus 4.5 to minus 6. So it, you've taken to the spot, you take into account the eye test, and you take into account where the money's flowing what weighs the heaviest for you? What do you have a play on this game? I'd say the spot. Um, just based on like you said, Coastal opens up coming in ranked first time ever. Uh, George Southern is again came off that win against UMass. Um, I think that Coastal has a little bit of a letdown. Um, I also think that uh, Coastal runs that form of option-ish offense. So you're looking at and George Southern, that's what they run. So it's it's I wouldn't say it's similar to Army Navy ish, but they both have that same brand where they like to spread you out, figure out the option, run the ball. Um I think George Southern plays right to that in that game plan, which they can I mean, I think they'll be better defending it than most teams will, just as they've seen it on their own sideline. Um again, I think the spot's just so coastals. I mean, I'm sure headlines have been all throughout Conway. Is it Conway? Yeah, they're in Conway, Myrtle yep, Beach. Conway. It's Conway. Conway. Beach. So, I'm sure headlines have been saying number 25-ranked Shonda Clares, number 25-ranked Coastal, taking on George Southern, yada, 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 all, all across the place. And you know how it gets. People get big heads. And I'm just – I'm sure Coastal's Carolina's looking at it and going, man, we're ranked. How about that? How about that? So, I, I would be willing to bet that they come out a little flat. It may be more first-half first half money line play on George Southern uh, more than anything because I can Ooh, see – Oh, that's, that's, that's really smart. I could just see them coming out there, doing their thing, uh, playing their brand of football, and then I could see Coastal coming out flat. Sure, they may pick it up the second half. Uh, I just see that, um, again, if this thing goes all the way to seven, I think it – I don't say you have to take Georgia Southern, but um, that's a pretty pretty big number for a team who just popped in the top 25. And Georgia Southern's no slouch either. Well, let me drop this on you. In 2020, I know we know it's been a weird year. Ranked teams playing against unranked opponents are 19 and 41 against the spread. I'll say that again: 19 and 41 against the spread. Ranked teams playing unranked teams, which is going to be the worst year since they went to 25 teams in 1990. Underdogs in games between two FBS teams with winning record are winning straight up at a 300 clip. Ooh. Underdogs getting 14 or more points are 34-18-1 against the spread this year. Hmm. So, I think we're seeing more parity than ever. I think we're seeing just a lot of weird stuff going on. But I think that stat backs up that I kind of agree with you. I think that if you're looking at everything taken into account together, I think I like the spot more than I trust my eyes at this point. I don't really know what's going on with the money. But, I mean, how much can you follow the money on a, you know, Saturday afternoon Sunbelt game? I don't really know how that plays into account. So, um as I lose another horse race. But uh, <laughs> well, I, I think that what I'm going to do is probably uh, take Georgia Southern plus six. Hopefully I get a hook or maybe even buy, buy the hook to get to seven. Um, and then I think the first half money line play is a great idea. Um, and then maybe you could even, if you take that and Georgia Southern plus six and a half, maybe even catch a live middle um, and play yourself out of it that way. So I really like that a lot. But that's a game I'll be paying close attention to on Saturday. <laughs> 
another one uh, featuring. Well, let's do uh, Michigan, Minnesota. Uh, again, we we teased it earlier. Uh, Michigan number eighteen taking on number twenty one Minnesota right now. Michigan's a three point favorite. Again, we said the weather's gonna be a, it's gonna be cold as hell up there in Minnesota. Um, I think if this thing dips me gosh man you know how this was a few weeks ago when sec started you just don't know what you're going to get out of these teams um you don't know you've heard issues with minnesota and their covid you've heard michigan's lost a bunch of guys due to opting out um we've seen michigan's offense has been garbage minnesota lost their office coordinator last year or last year uh Maybe – I don't really want to side right here just because I don't know what you're going to get. I, I'd like to say take a first-half underplay, underplay-ish maybe the way to go with this game Saturday night. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can take an under in football anymore. Uh, I took the first-half under tonight on uh, App State, uh, Louisiana Lafayette, and I'm watching myself just absolutely lose this in the last couple minutes here. I don't know if I can stomach betting any more college football unders. I don't even care if it's the first half anymore. Maybe as the weather gets worse, maybe. Um, but, you know, a, a, betting a half is such a, a dangerous proposition anyway. I think the the – Opposite angle um, that I'm going to take is this. I, I, I want to bet Minnesota. Usually when I want to bet a team, it's usually the wrong side because it's usually my gut. Again, I, 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 it's no secret I don't like Michigan. Uh, I, I've already said earlier I think that they might go three and five this year. Um, but at the same time, uh, if this quarterback that everybody's talking about from Michigan is as legit as people say he is, and the, it's not blowing and snowing and crazy weather, which, you know, even in that weather, you know, he's a running quarterback more than he's a throwing quarterback. So that may actually help him even more. But if he's, if people are saying that he's what they're, if he is what people are saying he is, this Michigan team could score a lot. And I'm really scared of what this COVID thing might be for Minnesota, especially with their first game of the year. So my angle on this is going to be, I'm going to sit and wait. If the juice is looking like it's, plus three on Minnesota going towards negative 115, negative 120. Um, and it's looking like it's going to go to two and a half. And there's no COVID news on Minnesota on Saturday. I'll probably play Minnesota plus three because I do think that's the better side. But if I hear anything COVID or if, um, if the Minnesota line continues to not move or whatever, I'll probably stay away. Um, that being said, it's the primetime game, so I'll probably make some kind of play on it. Um, so if it's snowing – I might actually take the over. I think sometimes the over tends to actually – or, excuse me, the snow tends to help the over because the ground's slippery. The offensive players know where they're going. The defensive players don't. People are slipping and sliding all over the place. Um, so, uh, I might make an overplay on that game. Um, but I'm just going to kind of sit and wait and hear about the, the COVID stuff. Um, but I do like Minnesota better than three points in this game, all things equal on a neutral field. Uh, in our last top 25 matchup, SMU takes on Cincinnati. Uh, Ponies right now are sitting at two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, I like the SMU squad, what they did last weekend against Tulane. Um, with guys missing, they still look pretty decent on offense. Um, that's my cap based on the fact that I was working a varsity football game here at the high school I was at and just following on my phone. So, how about that? Uh, there's your eye test for you. Because um, I had Tulane first half and it still it still won. Um, no, but I think that you look at you look at SMU. I think SMU's besides that Memphis game, they've they played pretty well in offense. Uh, they've kind of been through issues you have in a football season. The 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 
problems that you run into during a football season, injuries, stuff like that. Whereas Cincinnati, Cincinnati's missed several games due to COVID. Cincinnati's beaten Austin P, and they've beaten Army. Even though we, were, I think we were all the troops there, but that was a loser. And one more team. Who's Cincinnati? There's one more. This is terrible radio. Terrible. Uh, Who was Cincinnati, Cincinnati beat Army. Uh, they beat uh, Middle Tennessee. No, that was Army that beat Middle Tennessee. Man, they this beat, is bad. This Austin P and they beat South Florida. Okay, there you go. That's oh, right. yeah, who is terrible. Who's garbage. So, okay, so who is Cincinnati? Yes, they have a great defense, but they're going against an option team, South Florida, who scored a whopping seven points, and they play Austin P, who's an FCS squad. Um, I think you, just, you you got to take the Mustangs here before it gets to three. Um, just think that's going to be your best bet. Uh, when it comes to that breakdown, I think that SMU is still going to be able to be explosive on offense. Uh, Cincinnati, you just don't know what you're going to get on defense. Yeah, sure, they're great. They're 3-0. and Their defense looked great. But who have they played? Uh, and they've also had a week off. They were supposed to play Tulsa last week, which probably been a pretty good game. Uh, but we missed out on that because of COVID issues with Tulsa. Uh, so I think I'm going to roll with the Mustangs here at two and a half. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think Cincinnati is as good as, as uh, their ranking or their record show. I think that this is a house of cards, and at some point it's all going to fall apart. Um, and I think that uh, uh, Sonny Dyke squad in Dallas is, is, is good enough to do that and uh, smoke them, run them off the field. So I'll probably take SMU minus two and a half, too. Uh, another one I wanted to – I'm going to give you a would you rather here, okay? A Big Ten style. Oh, gross. Would, would you rather lay 19 and a half with Wisconsin, who is starting a new quarterback, or would you rather catch 13 and a half with Rutgers on the road Saturday? <sighs> woof. Woof to, well, not woof to Wisconsin, woof to a new quarterback. But apparently, from what I've, because GPS was going to take a retreat to Madison, Wisconsin, thoughts and prayers to those, those plans because COVID. <laughs> uh, but. I, I, for some reason, my Twitter account, I'm still following a bunch of Wisconsin beat writers. So, that everybody loves their new quarterback. Uh, I forget his last name, but apparently he's an athlete who can get after it. Um, but I think I'd rather take the 19 and a half with Wisconsin just because Illinois is on the other side. Because I really – even though Rutgers is playing Michigan State, and Michigan State has lost everybody, including their head coach, who, who freaking left – in February, right, before the pandemic to get his bonus. And Michigan State had zero spring practice. So, they've all they've done is their fall camp. Um, I don't know. Maybe I just taught myself into Rutgers. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I, well I, I'm glad you did because I, I was going to say I would I would take the points with Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, big game Greg is back in Rutgers. Um, and I, I like the spot for them. You know, I think that they've they, – don't they have like a whole bunch of junior college transfers yeah. that came in? Um, their squad looks a lot better. And I don't know, man, I'm scared of Lovey Smith. I mean, I know there's the revenge spot because Illinois beat Wisconsin on the last second field goal last year. Um, but uh, I don't know, man, 19 and a half is a lot. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm contemplating making a uh, first half play on Illinois. Um, but uh, what I did was I set um, – I set the Friday night games up in a teaser, so I basically just threw Wisconsin, uh, UAB, and Tulsa into a teaser. That's how I'm playing the Wisconsin game. I think I bought it down to 12-and-a-half, which is a number I feel a lot better about. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I may make a first-half play on Illinois. But I will tell you this about the uh, State University of New Jersey. Um, you said it before we started. N name something to be excited about Michigan State. 
and there's nothing. There's not a thing to be excited about Michigan State. Uh, could you argue that they could run the ball better, um, like run it down Rutgers' throat? I don't know because I who maybe Rutgers can stop the run. Who even knows? But uh, I think I'll probably take my chances. I know um, you guys, the GPS boys who keep up with me, know I'm not scared to buy a hook. So what I'll probably do is buy Rutgers to 14 and play that. And then I see uh, Rutgers sitting here at plus 450 right now on the money line. Oh, yeah, Doctor. And uh, Captain Chaos over here, I'm not scared to take a big-time money line play. So uh, I'll probably play Rutgers plus 14 and the money line, uh, and I'm not touching 20 with Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Let's do uh, – because we spent more time on Rutgers than they're allowed and Michigan State. Let's just do a quick, <laughs> a quick rundown of some games that we just popped up and saw. we got to talk about Alabama. Playing Tennessee, third Saturday in October. Uh, line open at 20. It's going to 20 and 21 and a half. Uh, I'll probably end up taking first half tied. What about you? Uh, I already did. So, I took uh, Alabama first half, uh, minus nine and a half. I think it was right when they opened. I actually bought on, on, the, on the other side of the line a little bit. But um, I'm trying to be a little more conservative this weekend. Uh, so, given our recent uh, Champions League and Braves debacle, uh, and how I'm getting slaughtered with ponies. Um, but uh, so uh, I took Bama nine and a half first half, uh, and uh, I'll probably make a full game play on this. Um, if you're looking at the money right now, Bama is just getting the overwhelming amount of the bets and the money, and they've gone from 20 past 20 and a half to 21 and a half. Um, so maybe you wait and sit and see if Tennessee has a good drive early in the game and you get Bama minus 13 and a half or something like that. Uh, but I think that – I think I'll probably take Bama live at some point unless they just start thrashing them early. But I do have that first half bet. And then the total sitting at 65 and a half. Um, that is up actually from 64. And it looks like it just went to 66 at five dimes. Um, so uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a strong feeling on the total. Um, I definitely will not be playing an under on that game because I'm not going to play an under on a Bama game ever because um, they can score 35 points in five minutes. But uh, I I do did take the tied first half. Well done. I think that also too. Before we move on, I think Tennessee is kind of the same thing as Auburn. They're you're looking for leadership, and when your quarterback Garantano doesn't have the team behind him, it's tough. So I think they're just trying to Tennessee's still trying to look and see for somebody to follow, and it's tough when you don't have anybody to follow. Uh, next matchup, I know uh, we're the forgotten sons of Blackburg, Virginia. Uh, RIP my right hip. RIP that's that's sprite. That's sprite. sprite Never going to get that sprite back, buddy. Never going to get that sprite back in Lane Stadium. Uh, it's going to be sealed in the the concrete forever. Uh, Virginia Tech, I got it early at nine and a half, and we got to ten. Taking on Wake Forest. Anything from that? I mean, I think Tech's done a great job this year. Uh, had them last week against BC. I think they're only getting better with guys getting healthier from COVID. Uh, Hinton Hooker. Is a starter. I don't know why he didn't start against UNC two weeks ago. We're not going to dive into that. Where he did, uh, I think they uh, Wake Forest is they play hard, but Wake Forest has no business being on the same field. I think uh, Virginia Tech rolls away with this one. Oh, I, I like your cap on it. I think that um, I don't really understand why this line is single digits. Um, something about it stinks to me. Uh, I. I I don't know. I, I don't know where really my head is at with this game because, um, you know, I think I would probably put this line more like 13 and a half to open it um, and let people buy it past 14. Uh, but for some reason they opened it at seven, but it's all the way up to 10. Um, so, I, you know, the Action Network guys have it at eight and a half. I think S&P has it around eight, something like that. 
So my, my angle is I missed uh, that seven, seven and a half, and I don't want to pay for nine and a half. So I'm just going to wait and play it live and uh, hope that Wake Forest opens uh, and maybe goes down and kicks a field goal or something. And maybe I can get six and a half, seven again. Um, if not, I'll be happy just to sit and watch this game. Um, but uh, if you, you know me, I'll probably end up with some kind of play on it. But, <laughs> but um, my, my, uh, my, my gut is that Virginia Tech's going to win by more than 10. But it does give me pause that they open this game as low as seven. Uh, it kind of falls in the category of, of somebody knows something. Um, but I feel like I'll end up playing Virginia Tech. Speaking of somebody knows something, uh, we got to give a shout out to our boy Petey, um, one of our colleagues at GPS Financial Strategies, uh, who did recognize that one of the stinkier lines of the week is Boston College only laying three and a half to Georgia Tech this week. Georgia Tech just got beat in like the worst beat down since they beat Cumberland College 222 to nothing in the 1930s or something. Um, it's at BC. Granted, we saw last week that BC is not a great team, but they had some good wins earlier in the year, and they come home, and they're only laying three and a half to Georgia Tech. Uh, this reeks of somebody knows something. Uh, I'm looking probably Georgia Tech money line here. What about you? I'm right there with you. I think so. I mean, you, you have to think that Georgia Tech, after getting absolutely boat raced last week, I mean, like I, t- I, I had Georgia Tech in a teaser, and everything hitting the teaser except for Georgia Tech plus 41 or something stupid. Because mm-hmm. they, they got absolutely demolished. I think uh, they've got something cooking over there in Atlanta. Um, and I think that Georgia Tech money line is a strong play. I think they get they get off the mat here. And I think – I mean, they've got a pretty – they've all things considering trying to get rid of the triple option, move to a more modern-day football. Uh, I think they've got a pretty good offense. They can score points, as we've seen. And not against Clemson, but against UCF, they scored some points. Uh, I think – I think uh, – Georgia Tech is a strong play. I think uh, Georgia Tech money line is going to be the move for both of us, as most of us in GPS financial strategies. Uh, another one I want to take. Hey, a- the, before we before we move on, the other thing I just want to point out is uh, this line, this total, the up and down opened at fifty five. Okay, it opened at fifty five. It has gone down to fifty four and a half. I just would like to point out that Boston College has gone over. Well, excuse me, they've been under in three of their last four. But in those games, they scored – there was 45 points, there was 50 points, there was 61 points, and there was 54 points in their last three games. In Georgia Tech's last four games, there have been 70 points, 57 points, 75 points, and 80 points in their last four games. I don't think Georgia Tech is an under team. Boston College throws it literally every play now. I don't think they're an under team either. I think I'll probably take over 54 and a half in this one too. Very nice. Let's let's knock out two here real quickly. Would you rather put your hard-earned money on the Middle Tennessee State Blue Raiders? But that's all I need to say about it because the fact that you're putting money on Middle <laughs> I Tennessee even, State. I don't, even know, I don't even know who they're playing. Disgusting. They're playing rice. They're playing a, a carbohydrate. They're playing a carbohydrate. A, a simple carbohydrate, though. Simple Easy carb. to digest. Easy to Blue digest. Nuts. All right. Um, or would you rather put – I'll give you three – would you rather put your money on LSU, who is starting a freshman quarterback? And we've seen LSU. And LSU, if – I think if they play Florida last week, I told somebody the other night, LSU this week is staring at one and four, staring it down. Oh, big time. Would and how bad, is that, how, how bad is Mississippi State making their defense every week that they don't score? Exactly. So, would you rather put your money on LSU with, with a new quarterback? 
would you rather put your money on Middle Tennessee State? Or would you rather put your money on Syracuse? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think they're catching 45 from Clemson. Uh, yeah. 46, excuse me. So, 46. Dude, the Syracuse line has already dropped to 37 and a half from 46. Um, my answer to that question would have been I would rather catch 46 with Syracuse. Um, because I think after last week, I think Dabo's probably a little embarrassed of how badly he beat Georgia Tech. I don't see him doing that to anybody else here for a little bit. And I think that uh, – I don't know what happened but, with Georgia but, Tech, but, but, but I think but, Syracuse okay. is a legit team. Before you move on, here's, here's the thought process. And I heard this on the radio the other day. Think about this. So, top three are Clemson, Bama, Ohio State. All right? So, and there's a monster gap between three and four. Turn on with say monster. Okay, so if you're Alabama or Ohio State or uh, Clemson, are you not trying to beat everybody by 100 so you get that number one spot? Because you got to think about it, okay? If, if team, runs, team runs the table, let's just say it's, I don't know, pick a team. Uh, who, let's say Florida, okay? Let's just say Florida. Would you rather be the number one seed and play in Florida in the first round of the playoffs, or are you, would you rather be the two seed and play either Alabama or Ohio State? Well, yeah, but the, but that but that's a little bit of a straw man argument because that is that is depending on the fact that you're assuming that margin of victory plays into people's rankings, and I'm not sure it does anymore, right? Like, I, I don't, I, I mean, I know when the BCS first came out, it was margin of victory was in there, so everybody felt like they need to cream the one double A people, so their average margin of victory went up into the computer rankings. But like, everything's eye test now. So, like, I don't know that people necessarily value the 73-7 to 7 win as much as they would value a 56-10 to 10 win. Like, I, I don't know that that's more. I think a lot of it has to do with that, that Dabo, as much as I don't like Clemson and don't necessarily like Dabo unless he becomes the Alabama coach and then I love Dabo. But, like, <laughs> as much as I don't care for him, he has a really specific system of what he does. And, you know, he brings these guys in second and third string throughout the game, and then towards the end of the game, he lets them run. And the whole thing is, like, we're not going to put you in the game to run the zone the zone read and the dive, right? Like, we're going to put you in the game to run the offense because we need you to know how to run the offense in case something happens to the guy ahead of you. So, I think that he puts his foot on the gas pedal to give these guys reps. But with that said, I think if you look back at the trends of Clemson games, I don't think he does that repetitive week after week after week. Now, with that said, they'll probably beat Syracuse by 50. Okay. Yes, <laughs> they will probably win 63 to 10. Now, with that said, I'm absolutely not putting money on Middle Tennessee. Uh, with that said, there is absolutely no possible way. Who was the third one? I can't even remember now. I, you got my head so spinning with the Syracuse stuff. Um, Syracuse, Middle Tennessee, and uh, LSU. 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 I've already made a bet South Carolina seven and a half. I'm probably going to bet Rice. So, I guess I would – I guess I, I have to say that I would take Syracuse. Um, but, uh, th yeah, I, I don't know, man. That's tough. Uh, the most realistic of those, I think, uh, is probably Middle Tennessee, but there's no way in hell I'm betting on the, the Blue Raiders. Nope, no chance. Uh, let's do a little quick uh, – we've covered almost the – Important games in our eyes. I don't want to talk about Oklahoma TCU garbage. I nope. think Ohio State rolls against Nebraska. Uh, I will next. say I hope everybody got Kansas State early in the week when they were minus uh, 17 and a half. I got them, I think, at minus 19. That line's almost a minus 21. Another line that went on the move. I got Miami minus 10 early in the week. That line's about to hit 13. I think they're coming home getting ready uh, uh, for a get-right game against Virginia. 
Um, any others we missed? Uh, Hoosiers plus six and a half against Penn State. Ooh, great point. Great point. I'll take that. Uh, one. Home dogs, love it. Yep. And then um, nothing really stands out. Let's let's give uh, before we go to NFL. Let's give uh, you give two money line underdogs you like. I'll give two. We're rolling. See what we see what we get this weekend. You go first. Uh, I'm going to take uh, South Carolina. I like that one. I think that, I, like we mentioned, LSU is woof. LSU's not that good. South Carolina's sitting right there. It's only plus 180, which we I know we like a little bit more money line juice, but, hey, it's still a money line at all. I think South Carolina plays really well after that big – they're considered them one of their bigger wins uh, in the past few years against Auburn last week. So, I like uh, the Gamecocks to go down to Baton Rouge and give uh, the Bengal Tigers all they want. What's yours? Uh, so, I'm going to give you a couple because I think this is going to be another week where I got four or five money line underdogs I like. Uh, the biggest one by far uh, is one I threw out earlier, uh, which is I'm, I'm seriously – I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm seriously looking at taking Rutgers uh, plus 400 on the money line. Um, I think that that is a real thing that could potentially happen this weekend. Now, they might get beat by three touchdowns, but nobody's going to remember that. Uh, but everybody will remember if I take Rutgers plus 400 that right. in that game. Uh, another one, I'm, I'm going to make a money line play on Iowa State. That's technically a money line underdog. Uh, I'm also going to make a money line play likely on UAB plus 120 again, small juice, but still an underdog. Uh, another money line underdog I like this week. Um, we said Georgia Southern. I'm probably just going to take the points. Probably not a straight up money line play for me. Uh, but then a couple later in the day, money line plays I like. I actually like Pittsburgh. They are plus 300 at home against Notre Dame. Notre Dame is not going undefeated. Okay. Uh, they're having to play a real legit schedule this this year in the ACC, and they're not going undefeated. So, some, that means somebody's going to beat them. I don't know who's going to beat them, but I think Pittsburgh's got as good a shot of any. Uh, and if it's three to one, you might as well play it. Um, so, Pittsburgh's one to look out for. Another one to look out for at home is Purdue hosting Iowa. Iowa's got a lot going on. I had completely forgotten about the Kirk Ferentz lawsuits and all the people, all the legal stuff going on. A lot of noise going on uh, at Iowa. Purdue got Rondell Moore back. Um, I know Jeff Brom is out, but they got his brother who's an assistant coach who's going to be the a coach. Um, I'm going to take the points with Purdue, and I'll make a money line bet. We mentioned Indiana. They're plus 200. That's another nice spot to look for a money line underdog. And then my last one, uh, not quite a nightcap game, but I like Nevada catching uh, four and a half. They're plus 160 on the money line right now against Wyoming. Um, so uh, that's where I'll be uh, – that's where I'll be looking for chaos on Saturday. I'll give you two more. Uh, TCU, I look for them to, to give Oklahoma all they freaking want. Oklahoma, we know, sure, they beat Texas, but what's, there's not a whole lot to say about that. Uh, I think TCU's got a pretty good squad. Um, well, I mean, they're hosting. They're at home playing Saturday morning. Um, right now they're plus six and a half, but I think they're uh, 195 on the money line. I think that's a good play. Also, speaking of Texas, what about the Baylor Bears? Uh, we, I mean, I actually looked at that. I think that's a nice spot for them right here. Plus, plus two seventy five with Baylor. Uh, so I think that's a good spot. We know Texas is a bunch of frauds. Again, surprise, surprise, nobody. Uh, mentioned Indiana. I probably like. I like Mizzou too. Mizzou at home against Kentucky. Uh, sure, Kentucky got that big win against Tennessee. What's there's not a whole lot to say about that. That's plus one seventy right now. Uh, I think those are a few right there on the money line. That's about eight or nine. We we rolled off there. So hey, put those in a round robin. See what you get cooking. Um, we'll dive into NFL real quick. Uh, of course, we know you know 
You know, Corey, listeners know NFL is not our wheelhouse. Uh, but you know what? I broke even last week. Uh, so, hey, it could be worse. Uh, one of the marquee games of the weekend is the Steelers 5-0 and as a one-point underdog taking on the Titans 5-0. Any thoughts on that game? Uh, man, the Steelers look really hard to beat right now. I know it's at Tennessee, um, and the money is all going towards Tennessee, like 86% of the money. Um, and that swung that line, but I, I really like, uh, Pittsburgh and, uh, I think I'll probably be taking Pittsburgh on the money line there. Let's see here. Uh, your birds, one and five sitting right there hosting the Detroit Lions at two and three. Still our matchup. Uh, Listen, this is all I'm going to say, all right? Don't let us get hot. Don't let us get hot, okay? We're one and five. Raheem Morris, he's been a coach before. He won a couple games in Tampa Bay, like maybe four games in two years. But the bottom line is, Julio's back. Maddie's throwing the ball around. Don't let us get hot. We'll, if you screw around, we'll go five and we'll go five and eleven. Okay? Don't let us get hot. No, I'm, I'm going to lay two points. I think we're better than the Lions. I, 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 um, I think the fact that we opened as favorites to that team tells you what Vegas thinks of that team. Um, so I'm going to lay two points. You going to play that game? I probably play it too. I like two points. Uh, I think Detroit just still Detroit still Detroit no matter what. Exactly. Uh, you, you you figure Green Bay gets back on their winning ways uh, after getting flat out embarrassed last week by Tampa Bay, uh, three and a half point favorite at Houston Texans. You think Houston can get up after that god awful performance against the Titans last week? Uh, I, I don't. I don't. And I think we're gonna. I, I think that that win for Houston was a little bit of you know new coach uh, new coach itis. Um, they got a little bit of jump up from Romeo Cornell coming in. He, he seems to be the specialist at that, and he got them one win, but that may be the only game they win for a few. They're going to do another rough stretch of their schedule. Um, I'm going to play the uh, Packers here. I will say survivor pools, which I'm not in a survivor pool, but I, I wish I was because I, I talked to all these people about their survivor pools, and this is such an interesting week because I feel like everybody has either already probably played the Bills or is saving the Bills, right? But they're playing the Jets this week. So that's got to be the heaviest played survivor pool pick this week. But if you look outside of that, it is really a tricky week as to who's going to win a game. You don't want to take the Steelers or the Titans because they're playing against another undefeated team. Uh, I think most people are saving the Chiefs for later in the year and they're on the road. A lot of people like the Chargers at home against the Jags. They're catching seven and a half. I think a lot of people also like the Rams against the Bears. But, dude, the Bears are five and one. And they're not – I mean, I, we called the Bears imposters a couple weeks ago. Uh, I don't know if you heard that ridiculous pump-up speech after the game from Nick Foles about guys getting to know each other and it's all this garbage and whatever. Like, uh, good teams don't win with prettiness or whatever he said. But the Bears don't look as terrible to me all of a sudden. And they're yeah, actually because you, you owe me that pizza, huh? Oh yeah, damn, you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Either way, we both get to enjoy that delicious yes, Salvatore's white pizza. <laughs> but uh, but no, I think this is an interesting survivor pool week. I think if I was going to have to make a pick, I'd probably take the Chargers hosting the Jaguars because they look dump. Um, but uh, I, I don't know where I would go. But I think as far as my plays this week, I'm going to lay two with the Falcons. I'm going to lay three with the Packers. Um, I'll stay away from the Bills because I feel like at least one of these weeks the Jets are going to get up and cover. As much as it pains me to say this, I think New Orleans is probably going to cover at home against the Panthers. They're laying seven. I like the Bengals at home catching three against the Browns. Um, and I think I'm also probably going to play the Broncos at home. They'll end up catching ten against the Chiefs. Uh, and then, obviously, we'll have some uh, teaser action where we'll play some of these other lines. But uh, that's my NFL action right now. 
Well, man, it was a fun show. Oh, dude, I completely forgot to I completely forgot to let the people know. So, golf. Oh, we're a golf pod. We, we left are, it till the we, very end. We are a golf pod. So we left it around, till the very to, end. Yeah, just stick around. Let's try mumbo jumbo about football. But, but listen, we 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 are a golf pod after all. Um, so this week, uh, the Zozo Championship, uh, they're at Sherwood Country Club, uh, which is in uh, Thousand Oaks in Los Angeles. Uh, this was supposed to actually be in South Korea, but due to COVID restrictions and travel, they they couldn't uh, they couldn't travel to Korea. So uh, Zozo um, was kind enough to move over to the United States. Uh, Tiger's the defending champion, so something tells me that probably they called Tiger and said, "Hey, Tiger, where do you want to do this thing?" And he said, "Sherwood." Uh, I think probably the reason he did that is because this is one of the courses he's had the most success on. I don't know if you guys remember, but like when they used to do some of those lighted golf matches at night against Sergio and Phil and stuff, Sherwood was where they did one of these. They've done some skins games there. It's a really famous course. But what the course is known for is you got to drive it in the fairway. You don't have to be necessarily crazy long. It's bent grass greens. Um, and, uh, you know, it's a course that a lot of these guys actually grew up around. So, like, Colin Morikawa, specifically Matthew Wolf, even Tiger, they grew up, like, playing this country club in junior tournaments, so they know it really well. Because it's Tiger's uh, favorite – one of Tiger's favorite courses, I did play Tiger this week. I played him win five, top five, and top ten. With that being said, we're sitting here Thursday night, and he shot four over today. So, Tiger is dead to me. Uh, and he's probably going to miss the cut unless he does something miraculous tomorrow. After that, our plays uh, for the rest of the week, my outright plays, um, I took Justin Thomas to win. I got him at 15-1. to 1. He had a great round yesterday. He shot 7-under on the back. He's 7-under for the tournament. Uh, I also took Victor Hovland. He shot 1-under today, um, but didn't have a great day putting. I think he'll turn it around. And then our longer shots down the board, I got Lonto Griffin. I played him uh, win, top 5, 10, 20. And then uh, Kevin Kisner got him at 150 to one. Uh, he shot 600 today as well as Lonto Griffin. Uh, played him top five, 10, 20, and win. And then also played a guy who's pretty hot recently, Russell Henley. He shot 400 today. I played Joel Damon at 200 to one, super long shot. He shot 300 today. And then Tyler Duncan at 200 to one. He shot 400 today. So. The GPS crew is looking pretty solid as far as golf goes. Now, with that being said, they'll probably all shoot three over tomorrow and miss the cut. For sure. Uh, the way things have been going overall. But we're our golf pod, and we're known for our golf picks. So if you're sitting here and it's Friday or Saturday, whenever you're listening to this, and you want to make some live plays, my recommendation would be this. Justin Thomas looks really good. You're probably only going to get single digits, five or six to one on him. But if you need some sweat for the weekend, I think Justin Thomas live looks really good. I think another guy live that you could take is Victor Hovland. I think he looked really good hitting the ball yesterday. He'll get the putter hot. Another guy who I really like is a guy who I'm on seemingly every week, Xander Shoffley. He absolutely ripped my guts out last week at Shadow Creek with that debacle on the 16th hole. But other than that, he had a really good week. He finished second. Uh, We almost cashed big time. We would not be sweating the ponies if Xander had cashed on Sunday. Uh, but he shot three under yesterday. Again, he didn't put necessarily as well either. So you're going to get way better odds on him. He's probably around 25 to one now. Um, and then Tony Finau is another one that shot three under, who I think you could get better odds on than he opened at. So um, all guys that I like going into the weekend. Um, but we're going to sit tight with Justin, Lonto, Kiz, Henley, Damon, and Duncan, and Victor. And uh, hopefully we'll cash in on those guys and uh, be ready for next week. Thoughts and prayers to your mental stability this weekend. I'm going to tell you what, I'm going to tell you what, if we pull another Xander and then we have a bad golf weekend, 
after that Champions League letdown, uh, your boy's going to be on uh, – your boy's going to – you know, I, I, I might be – I might have to go on IR for mental health for a little bit. I understand. Yeah, I understand. Right. Understandable. Uh, you got anything else before we get out of here? Uh, no, I think that's it, dude. I, the uh, only other thing I would say is um, I think that, you know, as we get into these midweek games, and we'll talk a little bit about it, but um, I'm like the uh, – you know, I'm, I'm like the, the picture of the don't do drugs guy in school. You know, those posters they put up, and there's the guy who's all burned out because he's been smoking marijuana and he's making Fs on his test. I'm that guy as far as bankroll management. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I play very aggressively. I'm not known for bankroll management. But I think as you get into these spots with all these midweek games and stuff, you just got to be really careful because um, it's really appealing to unload on Arkansas State plus 14 and a half on a Thursday night. But if you do all that and then you burn your, burn your dust before you get to Saturday – uh, you're not having a lot of fun. So we'll talk a little bit about that as we get into these midweek games and how how much we think we should be betting on them. But uh, excited to have the MAC and the Big Ten and the late night games back. There's your per, your public service announcement for the week, folks. Remember, uh, be uh, you can bankroll management or you can just go hard in the paint and show for the best, which is more of our style. Exactly. So uh, before we get out of here, man, always remember, life's like a sandwich. No matter which way you stack it, the bread comes first. Dark to my eyes have seen the years And the slow parade of fears without crying Now I want to understand I have done all that I could To see the evil and the good without hiding You must help me if you can Doctor, my Say if it's too late for me